Hey, lovely listener. Jody here from Bad Boy Running Podcast. Before the episode starts, I wonder if you could do us a massive favour. The Running Awards 2016 are coming up and we'd absolutely love your vote. We're obviously so big they've created an entirely new category for us. We were in the blog section but now in the online community section which means that we've got a really good chance of getting into the final. So if you'd like to vote for us please go to therunningawards.com. If you go to the section, the category publications and online and we're in the online community section. Cast your vote, do us a massive favour, thank you very much. Now here's the episode. Seriously, it can't be that time of the week again. It is! It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. Welcome to another episode of Bad Boy Running. Hey! We've got a sp- surprise for you this time. Excellent Listen to me, echo, 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 echo. Quack. It doesn't quack. Quacks doesn't work. There's no echo in a quack. We've decided we're going to get professional. We've spent £15. $25. (laughs) (laughs) What what you can't see, though, is uh, whenever whenever we record these, we also make sure we've got visual as well. So I'm I'm looking at David. And uh, David's chosen clearly the cheapest pair (laughs) of headphones he can find. So he looks a sort of budget universal soldier what i like about it is they've changed the di- the, the aesthetic of headphones recently so like beats have brought big as as cool but these are big but still not cool i don't know, I don't know how they've not managed to do the two i thought well uh, i, would, I, I won't wear them out of the house i want to know do you have a wonky head or have you just not fitted them right because it's it, it looks really odd I don't, i'm gonna be paranoid now I've never. How do you find out if you've got a wonky head? You maybe look, I've, you look in the mirror, and if you're shocked, yes. Maybe I've got a wonky body, and the head's fine. <laughs> That'd be even worse. Um, all right, we'll find out for next week how wonky we are. What we'll do is I'll I'll take a screenshot of this and we'll post it in the group, <laughs> and we can we can we can have a vote on how wonky your head is. <laughs> Absolutely. Has, has, it, has, it been, has it been made wonky as a result of going into special forces? Well. If you watch the second episode, my helmet was on wonkily the whole time. So <laughs> it does seem to be a theme. Yeah. And even my haircut, actually, it's, it's, it's unbalanced. It does go to one side. Yeah, I guess I'm... Um, unbalanced. Excellent. Queer. Excellent. I think queer's the word. Queer. Isn't that in, how they used... In the traditional sense. In the traditional sense. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. You're queer and I'm gay. In yeah. the traditional sense. <laughs> Anyway, how have you been? How have you been? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, what have you been up to? Ooh, I've well, I've I've got back into running a bit now. My ankle seems to be under control. I've been I've been for a run with someone quite special, someone who we've mentioned on this podcast before. It was It's not Jimmy Savile, is it? It's not Jimmy. It's not Floella Benjamin, if I can uh, pronounce her name properly. I'm not, I'm not interested, then. To be honest, it's Danny Danny Kendall. <gasps> A man who, he could be my hero in theory. I mean, he probably should be my hero, actually. Well, he is your hero. He is. If and I, your nemesis. And my nemesis, yeah. No, I, he wouldn't be my nemesis. If, if I, I'd only ever choose a nemesis that I thought I could beat. So if you don't know who Danny Kendall is, for the listeners back home, he's come, I think, fifth in the marathon to Sabra before. So he's got the record as the top-ranking Brit. And he he's smashed it quite a few times now. So I, I stalked him on Facebook 
I went, Danny, can we go for a run so I could just ask you loads of questions about Martin de Sabla because I want to try and be top Brit. And is he that, said yes. Is that actually true? That's what you did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Believe me, this is... I think people underestimate the power of the stalk. The number of people and the, the... I mean, my date with Catherine Ryan, the comedian. Sorry, it wasn't a date. I'm oh, not allowed to call it a date. My God. That was Facebook stalking as well. It's oh brilliant. Oh, my God. It's, it's so powerful. Why haven't we? How, why have we not mentioned that so far? The uh, you that and Catherine whole... Ryan. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. absolute gold. That could be a whole new episode. Uh, I'm is... still bitter about that. <laughs> but we uh, But yeah, I went for a run with Danny. It was great, actually. He's such a nice guy. Um, well, this is well, this is important, isn't it? Because when we were t- when we had that episode, we were talking about running motivation, and you uh, you were you know, bang up. We talked about running goals, weren't we? And uh, you know, bang up for doing the uh, marathon des Sables. And uh, the the one thing you think would sort of put you off it is was if Danny was running. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So I take it you've tried to cripple him <laughs> or, or at least get some sort of uh, agreement that he's not going to come to Marathon to Sub next year. Well, it, it wouldn't put me off it, but I'd, I'd go there. I mean, the, the whole intention, well, one of the intentions of doing the, the MDS is to try and raise loads of money for Street Child. And I normally try and do that by hoodwinking my friends into thinking I'm achieving things that are, sound more impressive than they actually are. <laughs> So something like being the first Brit in the Marathon of Sabla sounds amazing until you realise that actually 90% of the Brits are, are um, slightly overweight bankers. And so... <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> it is. It's, all, it's, all, it's military and city boys. That's it. That's what the MBS yeah. is. Yeah, basically. It's the two extremes of the, the job market. And, um, and so it's less impressive. And so, so if I can say I can try and be top Brit... That sounds amazing because I think people think being top Brit in the MDS is like being top Brit in the London Marathon, which, of course, is nowhere near. Um, but if Danny turned up, I would never be top Brit. It might be I won't be top Brit, but I think I've probably got a chance if Danny doesn't go. So we've had a we've had a little chat, and um, I was I was doing that thing where I was asking him questions, listening to what he was saying, going, "Yeah, yeah." And it just sounds like your heart's not in it this year, you know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you really need to get that passion back. You know, I'd wait a year or two. And <laughs> I think it worked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe you. I believe you were, you were sort of running along, staring at him, just going, yeah, Danny. Whatever, Danny. Oh, you're so funny, Danny. Oh, that's really good, Danny. I mean, when I say we went for a run tent, together. Danny, if you do come, can I be in your tent? I, I just tracked his Strava route and I just started a few minutes behind him. That's what I did. It's his usual, <laughs> usual Sunday run route. That's, that's, uh, that was the whole strategy. But yeah, it was great. He was, because um, th- I know a lot of people like yourself who've done Marathon de Sabla and um, I think everyone has slightly different strategies, opinions. And I, I just wanted to chat to him because he's the guy who out of anyone would be able to tell me the very best strategy for exactly how many calories calories to take, what type of calories to take, what you can cut from your, t- your kit list, what's important. And he's got some amazing stories about the the Moroccans. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm slightly in love with them. They So he was saying on, I, I can't remember if it was this year or the year before, basically there's, there's, there's normally a few Moroccans who – they know it like the back of the hand. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Then there's a few other people who, who are probably British think of locals in a completely, I'm just judging all of North Africa as the same way, who are from either Algeria or, or Egypt. And so yeah. 
apparently at the beginning of this this marathon sabla they all went off and there's there's in fact there's a few stories so there's, there's two brothers who used to always come first and second yeah that's right yeah and the strategy would be there was this one guy who was really good who wasn't as he didn't know the route as, as well as they did and so on the first day the two brothers would run in different directions then whoever he followed they'd just slow right down and run really slowly so it would be a 50 50 chance that one of them would win they wouldn't know who and the other guy would smash it and so the brother with who was leading this gentleman would just take it easy and come in half an hour behind there you go um they're now half an hour ahead in the race is that the ansels uh yeah mohammed ansel isn't it yeah yeah and i think brilliant why not strategy and and so they took it further this year because i I think it's it was the 30th and so they had a lot of big runners coming back for it probably the most competitive field they'd ever had but i think they'd also reached out to a lot of the ultra running community to try and get a a real star-studded lineup and from from what Danny's hinted at is, I, I think some of the, the the top runners were just a little bit nervous about these big names coming in, thinking they're unknown. They could potentially be really good at this. So apparently they they all started on the first day, and there's a group of about twenty of them, which is unheard of. You'd normally have maybe two or three people in the the front group, and but it's because the, the rocking guys kept on stopping and tying their shoelaces, and then <laughs> the whole group would stop, and then. <laughs> They'd wait for them, and then they carry on running. And it, it, he said by the third or fourth time, it really got a bit embarrassing. And so there's, uh, I can't remember the names, I'm afraid, but there's uh, this this quite renowned French runner with kind of big, big dreads, quite big character. So he gets his map out and goes, right, let's follow the, the grid bearing we need to. And so he starts running. He takes a few of them with him. Then another guy goes, right, I'm going to go this way. I think it's this way. Um, he's from he's from Egypt, but because a third of the group are, are Europeans, they look at him and like, oh, he's one of the Moroccan dudes. I'll follow him. <laughs> so they go in completely the wrong direction, and then the Moroccans just wait and wait and wait. And um, apparently, they they'd gone in completely the wrong direction to begin with, so that when people were taking their bearings, they were then actually completely going in the wrong direction from where they should be. They needed to almost turn back to get back to the previous checkpoint. So uh, the Moroccans waited for everyone to leave and then just smashed it through the rest of the race to the extent that I think the uh, he was saying two of the leaders, to the Europeans who were leading, they'd been told at one point that they were in first and second. They then come into camp and they found out they hadn't won and so were suspicious that the others had cheated, not realising it's just because they'd done about 12k extra on this first day. So, um, wow. I've just, that isn't that brilliant? Sub, that sort of subterfuge is not what you expect. I thought it was a, I thought it was a family uh, occasion, <laughs> but actually, actually, it's sinister. That's probably sinister crime. I respect them so much for that. <laughs> Why not? If, if you know the territory, yeah, then advantage. use it to your advantage. And also, if the, everyone else, well, not, not everyone else, but in theory, this is a race that you have to navigate. So, yeah, make everyone navigate. Why not? Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting out of there thinking on the first day, I might just take them all by surprise, do a little bit of orienteering, Google Maps, and then just start legging it off at the beginning. And hopefully the Moroccans will think, 
oh, it's a skinny white dude. He'll do no. He'll do. He'll, he'll do really badly. No one will follow me. Think I'm going the wrong way, and I might suddenly get quite a good placing on the first day compared to these other people. You never know. You never what I know. love about that strategy is a th- is the way that you think you're going to have reception to use Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant in advance. In advance, I'm not going to be taking my laptop with me, <laughs> just running around. Although that would be amazing. My solar powered laptop. <laughs> yeah, I've only got. I've, 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 yeah, I've not brought. I've not brought a stove. I've cut down on the food. And everything. I, I, I had to bring the uh, the MacBook Air though. I just I could I couldn't live without it. And obviously speakers as well. Speakers. <laughs> You've got to have music. You've got to. I've got, yeah. to have, I've got to have my Spotify Premium. It's just it's, it's just an essential. Oh no. But anyway, great. anyway, how's how's your week been? Oh, I've made some big decisions this week, and I've. Oh. Okay. So I'll, after our last episode with Steph about yeah. DNFs. Yeah. And I've just got to say, how awesome was Steph? Oh, fear, fear, frightening. I fear that woman. Yeah, yeah, frightening. I've been, I've been ruining on my, on my DNF, and been thinking about it, and it's a bit, it's been a bit of a wake up call, if I'm honest, yeah. um, as to, uh, you know, how bothered I am by it. And it's not that I'm necessarily that bothered by it. Of course, I'm not, because I'm, I'm still talking about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it made me realise, you know, my, my goal for autumn was to do the autumn 100 and yeah the, the idea was to, to go under 24 hours uh and so i thought i'm just be realistic and uh, i've done what i don't wouldn't normally do and uh i've i've sort of cancelled it cancelled it and i've uh, signed up for the south downs way 100 next year instead so i can actually take time to prepare for it properly rather than wing it at the last moment as i always do so did you not think you'd get under 24 then is no, I don't. No, I don't. I just, I honestly don't think. I think you know the the state that I'm in, the fact that I, you know, the fact that I DNF'd on the uh, round the island race, and I just just generally don't think I'm I'm in the right sort of place. But and now this is going to come as a bit of a shock to you. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> for a run. <laughs> I have no. I've been running loads, and there's a reason for that. I've been to my running club. Oh wow! Oh, I, I like the fact you're calling it your running club already. That's a positive. Have they already signed you up. Have, they, have you got the direct debit? No, no. You get you get the first month uh, to sort of try it out. Um, okay. To, you know, for them to see what you like. So this is this is Hayward Heath Harriers. So um, so so do you want me to do you want me to explain from from the very start? You know. Oh like, yes, uh, I'm I'm genuinely excited about this. Okay, so um, so I emailed the uh, the whoever the person is that runs a running club i don't know and um yeah secretary the secretary that's it and uh, you know in, in slightly worrying style you know there's no sort of oh yeah we'd love to see you sort of thing it's just like we meet here here and here at this time <laughs> it's just like, all right okay uh, i mean uh, is it just a grid reference yeah that's it yeah we meet here and here uh, you can come along and um, and we'll do stuff turn up early and that sort of thing so so i go along to it and you know my my impression of course was at running clubs that i was expecting everyone to be a bit cold to be you know sort of like oh who's this who's this newbie type thing and of course after everything that i said i've been made to look an absolute knob myself because everyone's just like the loveliest friendliest <laughs> group of people you can imagine Fantastic! Well done, Hay- well, Haywood Heath. Well done, Haywood Heath. Pat yeah. on the back. Just really, just, I mean, just like, everybody was really, really nice, sort of really inclusive, and t- still, you know, still. I mean, what you were saying about runners essentially are still runners. That it's actually shyness, isn't it? It's it's shyness and the fact that people are a little bit they're just not sort of outgoing naturally, but they all sort of fit into a running club. So, 
so this the way that the, <laughs> this is quite funny. You know when someone joins a new club or whatever, and everyone sort of <laughs> sizes them up, don't they? And you have that little bit of chat before that. So like, yeah, what sort? Have you, have you done much running before? Have you joined a club before? You know, what sort of what sort of what sort of stuff have you done? And so you know, I I'm always sort of reluctant to uh, to start reeling stuff off because you just you know you you set up an an idea about yourself as a runner, <laughs> don't you? You go, yeah, MDS, uh, Transalpine, you know, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I did, I was sort of a bit reluctant to do that. Did, did you mention bad boy running? No, well, no, no one mentioned them. Um, no one mentioned bad boy running. So, you know, when someone joins a club and they're a little bit, you know, everyone's sort of sizing them up going, oh, you know, what's this, wh- where, where does this person fit with a thing? You know, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Is he going to knock me off my perch? It, yeah, exactly. You know, you never, you never know, you know, someone new comes in, you know, and, and then of course someone, someone goes, oh yeah, he's an ultra runner. He's an ultra runner, an ultra runner. Start pointing out, and I'm like, stop saying that, stop saying that. And so everyone's sort of going, "Oh right, so what have you done? You've done MDS." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And they're like, "Oh wow, you know." And it's Do you work in a bank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it then got to the stage where we go outside and we start, you know, just start doing like laps and things like that. And then it became pretty obvious to the rest of the uh, rest of the group that uh, I, I I wasn't quite the pedigree that um, <laughs> that I may have given the impression I was. I was the slowest person there by like, and when I say a country mile, I mean literally a country oh no. mile. Oh what, what were you doing? It was just, it was just something really simple, just just doing like um, laps. So you do one lap, uh, sort of moderate pace, and then you do it a little bit faster, moderate pace, a little bit faster. You know, really basic warm up stuff. Uh, and I was just miles behind everyone. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think that necessarily means like everyone was brilliant. I just think I'm just really, really slow at the moment. Yeah. Um, even like the slow warm up lap was, was was a bit of a struggle. But no, it was, was there, good. Was there a chance you'd get lost? Or no, you... no, there was never a chance to get lost. Um, it was quite. It was all. It was all sort of relaxed and everything. It was. I enjoyed it, and so I came back and I was. I was pretty happy that I'd done it. And so yeah, so I'm putting. I'm putting my, my group is six, which gives you an indication of the sort of speed. <laughs> that I'm at. So they've got six groups. Wow. Yeah. That, that tops Newcastle. That does top Newcastle, which we'll come on to. I hope you're not as rude <laughs> about group six as you are about group five. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit slow. So I went went back again. Uh, and uh, you know, it's just everyone's really nice. They're saying, "Oh yeah, you come back for more." Yeah, you know, just. It, totally totally opposite but as I was I was running with different people and um, talking to them and they had all the same experience they all said you know they put off joining a running club for ages and ages because they were worried oh you know it's all these elites and people running really fast and I, you know I'd be the last person stuff like that and I don't really care that I'm the last person because I know that as I as I get fitter I'll, I'll I, you know I'll, yeah. I'll speed up and so you know it's not I, I don't worry about that but it was it was pretty good so yeah I want to go back a couple more times and see see how I feel at the end of it but it certainly has like brought my motivation back to run and what did you think of the session was it hard did you get through it did, did is it made you fitter do you think did you oh absolutely absolutely i've no no doubt whatsoever you know like you say it's, you're forced into doing those sort of interval type work and and sort of tempo and yeah it was really good especially with you you have a you have a like a, a sort of a coach directing it as well so yeah and so have, i was impressed and have you got yourself a nemesis yet you think no just you wait kenneth Three no. more weeks, Kenneth. I'll be having you. No, no, I haven't got myself a nemesis yet. It doesn't seem the type of group they have. They're just all, re- they're all just really friendly and really <laughs> nice. There's not someone who like looks at me in an odd way, going, "You used to call yourself an ultra runner." <laughs> <laughs> yes, you see, I told you. Finally. Yeah, no, it was good. I liked it. I did, you know, I texted a couple of friends, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, yeah, you're going to come out for a run," things like that, and told them that I joined the running club. And one of them was like, "What the? F- <laughs> what?" Why? 
why have you done that? You've changed, man. Yeah. You've changed. Yeah. But I, the, the thing that really surprised me was that I, being an ultra runner, you just think everyone does ultra running. It just seems like everybody's an ultra runner. And so when you go something like this, you realize that actually not many people are ultra runners. That yeah. It's just because when you're part of a, like a community and all you ever do is read about it and see, you just think everyone is. And so, you know, I think it's like me and one other guy who has done anything like over a marathon, which I, I just think really surprising. I think that's great though. I mean, I think too many, well, certainly at his side, um, there's, there's a guy called Martin Potter who is just a whippet and he loves cross training. He loves doing triathlons. And he's always said that he thinks particularly in the UK, and maybe this is a global f- phenomenon as well, that because of the, the high profile of marathons, that runners just become obsessed with marathons. It's one race a year that you're doing at most twice a year where you're putting all of your training plan, dedicating probably three or four months at least into this one race and everything else comes secondary to that. Yeah. And he's like, what's the point? Why don't you just find another distance that you can enjoy time and time again? Get really good at 5Ks, you know, try half marathons. And if it doesn't go well, do it in two weeks' time. But with the marathon, you're putting all of your eggs in this one basket just so you can get a time that means when you're in the office talking to a non-runner, they go, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I think it's great that there's running clubs that haven't got a focus on marathons at all. I think, I think that's, more, that's really important. I think it's, it's good for the health of running. Well, the thing that I was surprised with, like, the amount of like, kids and stuff there. So they have kids like, with the, all the track stuff, which I, I, had no, I, just, I had no idea what was in the running club. I had no idea. You know, and of course, it makes total sense that I felt probably stupid about <laughs> I just I think I might be quite lucky as well. This I think sounds like an apology to the nation of it was running a, Well, it isn't a, well, I to be honest, you missed a trick because I thought you were going to go on Twitter and start like hammering uh Hayward's Heath Harriers or something and start going, <laughs> <laughs> send them pictures and say you start abusing this man. <laughs> I thought and, and you missed out on doing that. <laughs> I should have done actually. Oh, it's not too late. Oh, I I, I'm sure as the story unfolds. I think it is. But okay, well we were going to dedicate this episode to some re- you know, reader, <laughs> some listener feedback. And um, this segs in very well um, when we talk about running clubs to, uh, to one, one comment we've had regarding the episode that we were talking about uh, running clubs for the first time. All those okay. episodes ago when I first said that I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is from a lady called Louise. Okay. Uh, from Timebridge Harriers, and let me. Hey, let, Timebridge Massive, brilliant! Yeah, so let me let me read this to you. Okay, I don't think she's very happy with you, to be honest. What? I'm not very happy with you to, uh, either. <laughs> well, I love Timebridge. What are you on about? Right, here we go. Hi, you mentioned my club, Timebridge Harriers. Actually, I don't know if she's from Timebridge Harriers. Will she be northeastern? I think there's about a ninety percent chance she would be. Should I do this with the voice? I think you need. Um, well, to be honest, I, I'm not confident how good your voice would be, but I think why not? Why not? Let's. I'll just pretend, want to find out. I'll pretend I'm on Biker Grove. Oh, and, and just to explain to uh, to people not from the UK, um, this is called a Geordie accent. Who's who's a famous? Oh, Cheryl Cole, the Americans. That that pretty woman you didn't understand in Pop Idol for <laughs> American Idol for about three weeks where you kicked her out. She was speaking this language. I think that's given some context to it, isn't it? Yeah. I might not be reading this entirely correctly. I might be adding it or embellishing slightly as well. Way aim, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That's, that's, sort of, that's sort of racist against people from Newcastle. We're definitely not going to lose any listeners from, okay. from Newcastle for that. You mentioned my club, Tainbridge Areas, in your podcast. 
I really enjoyed the podcast in Hull and totally agree with what you said about the club. That sounds very positive. It's good, yeah. Now it goes downhill. However, I would like to point out that Group 5, who you mentioned, which is the group I run in, (laughs) is not made up of race for lifers. In fact, many of us have run marathons as well as half marathons. Most people that join and come into our group are actually training for half marathons as their first race. Just because we're slow doesn't mean that we don't run run long distances. Yeah, she's kind of got me there, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, apologies, Louise. Yeah, um, I I I feel pretty bad about that. <laughs> oh no! It doesn't matter. I'm apologising. We're calling people from running club knobs when I actually it's good that you you're know, apologising, Louise. What's wrong with race for lifers? Yeah, although it's interesting. It I think it does show that. Um, no one wants to be associated as a race for life runner. I think it's the biggest, um, the biggest insult you can you can give a person who's a, who's a genuine runner, um, oh, or, or an obstacle course racer. That would be yeah, really no, it's like saying, "Oh, you do tough mother, do you? Oh, you run race for life with you? <laughs> yes, I have." <laughs> right, I'm going to try and find an event that's a com- a, a, a tough mother for life. Yeah. A race for tough mother life. I'd just yeah. like to point out that we're not actually taking the mick out of race for life. I think race for life is a genuinely oh. brilliant event that gets people into it. We're just talking about the perception of it, just in case people start complaining. That's all. Oh, it's brilliant. And, and I've, I've marshaled at race for life twice and clapped loads and loved it. And everyone's fantastic. Colour run, on the other hand, is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think it's I think it's African-American run now. They've, they've changed the, uh, the phrasing of that. <laughs> And I think everyone should be allowed to run. So can we just, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the naughties. A, that's sort of segregation in racing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's in the past now. That's all in the past. Okay, so um, we've, got, we've actually got quite a lot of feedback and a lot of it positive. Well, we've, we've just started up a, a Facebook group called, surprisingly, it's Bad Boy Running. And, and so people have come on there and just put in lots of comments that are all very funny. And so we thought we'd do a quick catch-up, one to um, bring everyone up to speed, but also so that people can really get involved for the next shows. And just even if you talk about something from four or five shows ago, it doesn't matter. We get so little feedback, we'll definitely use it. So if something occurs to you about the first episode in 10 10 shows' time, just lob it in there. You know, we'll be loving that. Yeah, yeah. We're not desperate for material. Really. <laughs> We're running out of ideas fast. <laughs> okay, so what have you got to show me? Well, one thing I thought, one, I've, I was quite excited this this past week. So I'd, it hasn't happened, I'd say by the time you've listened to this podcast, it would happen. So we went through to do with the um, the Ultimate Hell Week, a list of my, my non-achievements as such. And one of them is my claim to have taught Howard Marks poker and JD for some reason thought Howard Marks one of the biggest drug dealers in the world of all time um was also the singer of Hazard the do, song do you know what do you know what made me think that the way it was spelt because Howard Marks isn't spelt with an x oh is it not no it's not like Carl or Richard and so that's why that's why I first thought it oh it was Marks as in Marks on your claims. M-A-R-K-S, yeah. Ah, so that's why, okay. that's why I initially got confused. I mean, I know the first name was completely different. It's still a ridiculous couple of people to get confused with each other. But I would love to hear a, a cover version of, of Hazard by Howard Marks. My mother, the, I can't do Welsh. Can you do a Welsh accent? 
May the came a hazard when night. No, no, God, I'm terrible. You could probably do a Geordie one, but um, anyway, anyway. So um, I we then decided on the podcast that I had to try and teach Richard Marks poker. So, um, so you've been in contact with him, have you? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, if there's a theme that is is slowly arising through this podcast, it's that I'm an incredibly good stalker, I'm very well trained, and so I thought, let's reach out to Richard Marks. So. <laughs> Well, the actual Richard Marks. The actual Richard Marks. <laughs> Indeed, he, he's still alive. I, I wasn't sure, to be honest. Um, I'm pleased he is. He's, uh, he's, he's alive and well. So I found his Twitter, Richard Marks, <laughs> if, you want to, uh, if you want to say. In fact, just give him loads of, uh, loads of positive messages because I love this guy now. I, I sent him a message saying, at Richard Marks, long story, but my podcast listeners think that I taught you poker. So I'm committed to doing this. Like to learn poker for free? Now that's quite a good opening gambit, I'd have thought. That's pretty and good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, did he reply? He did. <laughs> I still don't know. See, I, I actually, I work in marketing. I should really know more about Twitter. But I still don't know whether if I act to someone who's not following me, if, if that shows up for them instantly on their feed or if they yeah, get notifications. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. so he, 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 re- he replied. And um, he said, at David Heller. So he replied very quickly, actually. I was impressed. He's, he's an avid Twitterer. So get in, get in contact with him. So it's at Richard Marks. I was going to say .com, but it's just at Richard Marks. So, uh, <laughs> you work in marketing. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. So he said, at David Hellard, I'm good, thanks. But I'll credit, you, I'll credit you with my mad skills from now on. No one will be none the wiser. So, so he's going to pretend that you taught him poker from now yeah. on. So I, I, the listeners, um, you need to tweet him and just say, Ask him. at Richard Marks, just out of interest, who taught you poker? Just to see if he's actually living up to this, uh, this commitment. All right, I'm doing that. I'm doing that right away. But I'm, I'm, I'm impressed the fact that he has mad skills as well. I like the fact he, he used that exact statement. So the next step, we need one of our listeners to play him at poker. So I'm going to challenge him myself. I don't know how to do that. There must be a way I can find. If a only, route. if only you could play online poker somehow. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a means by which that was possible. Is there a way that I can play just him? A heads up, or maybe we can get a bad boy running poker table with Richard Marks and Howard Marks to see who's who's learned the most. And Carl. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Marks. Are there any other marks out there? Groucho. Groucho Marx. Is he alive? <laughs> no, not by about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so people, we need someone out there must know more than we do about poker and come up with a way of um, of creating the pseudonyms for Howard for um, Karl Marx, Groucho Marx, and we'll think of some other marks as well. Well, you we can, can also do Harpo. Oh, is it? they all brought the oh, yeah, all the brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we get all three of them there. Four. <laughs> this just sounded like a good plan. Now this is a great plan. It's the mark. It's the marks poker tournament. We're going to call it on your marks. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you should work in branding. <laughs> I should do. <laughs> <laughs> we've got so, so we've obviously got some very very talented listeners because that reminds me we have a guy called uh, Ultra Jim who. After our sterling efforts in singing our own theme tunes before we got we got a proper theme tune, actually remixed them. <laughs> so should we should we listen? He's remi- remixed two of them. So let's listen to them. Right. So this is the this is the <laughs> this is the first one. Let's listen to this. Come on, let's 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 hear it. Okay. 
boy. It's so good. <laughs> what did you think of that? It's still going. I'm still listening in. I must be on a delay or something. You must be on a delay. I mean, I... How long's yours? Mine's 34 seconds. Yeah, mine's 34 seconds. Oh, man. Oh, wow. If that kicked in in the final mile of a race, oh, I would absolutely smash it. <laughs> But well, I I was I was listening to some dance music the other day. Oh, I remember. So um, my neighbours had an all night party. Yeah. All day, all night, all day. I couldn't figure out who it was, and I was I was thinking to myself, what has happened to dance music and the the youth of today? It's not it's not as good as the prodigy used to be or the classic tunes. And I reckon this is bringing dance music back on the map this song this is going to be an Ibiza is Ibiza still a thing do people still go to Ibiza or is it just I yoga s- retreats now I think it still exists but it's uh, yeah it's probably well, yoga retreats to rave music as the sun rises I, d- I don't doubt the island still exists I don't think they <laughs> sank that in the 90s <laughs> to be honest I've seen what they did with Magaluf and it wouldn't surprise me that, if that needs sinking <laughs> it does it does if, uh, if, if people don't, haven't been to Magaluf before uh, if you're don't. not <laughs> Yeah, avoid it. It's, it's nicknamed Shagaloof. It's a place where you if you come out of a nightclub um, about three or four in the morning, you normally would have had, you'd have bought these bowls of drinks, fish tanks, where it's just pure spirits. And instead of having mobile kebab vans, they have mobile tattoo parlours. So it's just in case you've been just dropping your nuts off. Iron Man. Iron yes. Man tattoos. <laughs> yes. That would be am- oh, I'd love to go there and just have an Iron Man tattoo. Oh, that would be brilliant. You can only get Iron Man. People would do it as well. It would oh, be so worry. good. So my friend, my flatmate Charlie, uh, the Welsh Ninja, he got one done. He was he was a proper retrobate. When he was 16, he got a tattoo done there. And thankfully, it turned out to be henna. He woke up and had this tattoo all down his arm, had no recollection of it, and was just so nervous what his mum was going to say. And thankfully, it faded. So he just he just wore a long top until kind of three four weeks. But uh, that's that's Magaluf for you. That's Shagaloof. So did you, just... did you just call him a retrobate? <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to be. He's not anymore. That's brilliant. It's like a reprobate, but back in the nineties. Yeah, completely. <laughs> we were all that, to be fair. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, um, yeah, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the theme tune. Amazing, amazing. So, but, yeah, but there's another one. There's another one. And this one's based on, this one's called It's Full of Knobs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually heard this one yet. So listen to this one. <laughs> When the drum kicks in. Wow. That could be quite a good opening to the show. I don't think you can have a theme tune that's opening a show called It's Full of Knobs. <laughs> it's quite an accurate description, really. It is an accurate <laughs> situation. Um, I mean, I don't think the, the Fair Trades uh, standards <laughs> would, would, would have any complaints with that. I don't know what the Fair Trades of Standards is. <laughs> What's that organisation called? Trading, trading Standards. Trading Standards. Trading I can't even get their name right. They'd sue. 
<laughs> no, but they wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yes, it is. It is full of knobs. Sale of goods act. That's brilliant. It sounds like a VT to start with, but then it gets pretty dark. It gets very dark. Yeah, which is pretty much how a normal episode. <laughs> <laughs> already, in fact, already. <laughs> That's brilliant, Ultra Jim. That, those are just awesome. Those so are absolutely keep amazing. them coming, people. And oh. anything that, in fact, we've we've got a new idea, even for some food, some bad boy running food. Oh, another bit of feedback. Oh, we've got to try and quickly look it up. So this is from uh, this is a Twitter feedback from a guy called Ben Ranshaw. So he's Ranny, at, Ranny underscore 280. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Ben. He said, at Ultra Runner Jody, at last a podcast for a fat, alcoholic pizza lovers that try and run a bit. Thanks, bad boy running. That's I think perfect. he's got it spot on. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, this was liked. This was liked by a, a food company that specialise in uh, Bloody Marys. That, I mean, that's niche, isn't it? Yeah. That really is niche. <laughs> In fact, it was, no, it wasn't even, I don't know a company, they're just a Twitter handle that specialise in Bloody Marys. So, I mean, I, I didn't know, I don't know Twitter that well, as you've probably picked up. But, um, so this came up, with the, we came up with the new idea of a, an alcoholic pizza, which is the Bloody Mary pizza. Bloody Mary pizza, it's just, it's such a good idea. Oh, it'd be so good. Wouldn't it? So you've got your base. I, I don't know, would you have any toppings on top? You'd, Celery. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have the celery. You'd probably instead of Tabasco sauce, you'd have um, you'd have the chilies. That'd yeah. be about it. Probably a bit of meat, but then mm. no. So we need someone to, to try that out for us to make it. We need yeah, Bloody Mary pizza. That would be incredible. At the end of end of a night. Oh, oh wow! And then in the morning, it's already there for you. Yeah, cold, cold Bloody Mary the dog. pizza. That's brilliant. Yeah, and and also we 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 need to know how many pizzas it would take to get you drunk. <laughs> Because also, once you're drunk, you then want pizza. Oh, it's, it's almost a, a never-ending cycle. It's a virtuous it's, cycle, a virtuous yeah. pizza alcoholic cycle. Ah, oh, this is amazing. The, <laughs> do you think? Because I heard you probably know this story, but we could night, probably but, license this stuff to Tesco or ASDA or something, can't we? Bad boy running, bad bloody. boy, bad boy running food label. Well, didn't, didn't Dean Carnazzi, is that his name? Yeah. Dean Carn- that's he why I. That's why I eat. In, yeah, exactly what I was running. That's why I eat entire Domino's. During runs, after runs, during the week. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he got a Bloody Mary pizza delivered? He was thinking, "Come, on, it's my thirtieth birthday. I should be celebrating." Best of both worlds. I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he don't. I don't think he drinks much alcohol. Maybe because he gets so much of it from his food. <laughs> That's such a clever way. Have you been drinking last night? I swear, I swear, love, not a drop, not a drop of alcohol has passed these lips. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure he's from Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what accent I was going. For I have now. no idea what the accent was either. Okay, yeah. so that was good. We've had some not so positive feedback as well. Ooh, haven't we? What was that? Well, they they basically distilled what the uh, what what this episode was in a sentence, and I don't I don't think it was a positive. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, is this from Simon Lewis? Yes. I did. I did like this guy though. His so he said his his one line review is two posh blokes laughing at each other's jokes. <laughs> what I love about that is that he thinks I'm posh. <laughs> I told my wife that, and she's like, "He must be northern." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just two southern blokes. That's what it is. Tell us. I mean, you need to you need to give us your non posh credentials now. 
What, my nosh, non-posh? My nosh? Your <laughs> nosh, who are you noshing off? <laughs> Give me your nosh, you're noshing off your credentials, is it a long list? <laughs> That's what happens when you come from Brighton. <laughs> my non-posh, what, how... How do you give non-posh credentials? I'm from Brighton. That's probably about as non-posh as you can get. No, no, I, yeah, Brighton's pretty posh, isn't it? No. Yeah, I know. Hove is posh. If so, if, for the for the non-British listeners, this is there's quite a class divide between. Uh, no one really wants to be called posh. Even posh people don't want to be called posh. But you can't escape if you're posh. I'm slightly posh. You are slightly said. posh. Yeah. But if you call someone who's not posh posh. Part of them will take it a bit as a compliment, like, ah, oh, I see you, you, you find me well-spoken. But then also you'll be like, no, mate, no, what are you on about, Keats? <laughs> yeah. I ain't posh. <laughs> what are you on about? I have like nine, nine sugars in my tea. <laughs> I think you're being sort of stereotypical against building. <laughs> Completely stereotypical. <laughs> you can yeah. tell you're posh because you're talking down <laughs> to tradespeople. Uh, it's true. You can tell I'm posh because I don't know how to not be posh. I don't even know what to reference. I, I, I have nine nine sh- granulated sugars by Earl Grey <laughs> have nine sugar cubes this, this is not bone china this is purely a mug I, I don't like this throw this away throw this away there's no fond and fancies with this but I, th- I think we should put as a quote we should put that on our website I think that's pretty well yeah I mean it's pretty inaccurate but um, but it is just too <laughs> it's just uh, two oh. blokes <laughs> laughing at each other's mutual appreciation society <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, to be to be fair, that's the that's our total ambition for the show, anyway. So. <laughs> I did you know. I actually we ha- haven't mentioned this, but um, I uh, I got another piece of feedback from someone. Let me uh, let me let me quickly try and find it. And we've we've also got there's there's been a suggestion of a a bad boy running T-shirt, and it would just say. So this is from Andy Parry, who uh, you should look up Andy Parry. He's a hero. He's got an amazing video of him running something called the Nuts Challenge, but. Um, He's just said, he just wants a quote on a t-shirt saying, the problem with running clubs is they attract a lot of runners. (laughs) (laughs) That is a brilliant quote. (laughs) Which I think out of context is not at all what I meant. No, no. Apparently that was me. Apparently it wasn't even you that said that. No, it was you. It was you. Uh, But you were doing it in in defense of of running clubs. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I think, I mean, I think we've moved past that now. I think we're just full of love on both sides for running clubs. Yeah, well, until it until it turns sour, and they <laughs> until they find out. That's about... it. They're really nice to you for the first month until you sign up, and then uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's the uh, snooker ball in a sock. And, it's like uh, gym membership. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so one other thing that has happened since we've we started the blog, which I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I've had a friend request from someone called Boaz Laggett. What? Who? Well, I I don't know. Sounds, that sounds famous. Gus, isn't it? And I, I mean, Legat. I think that's who. I mean, I'm sure that's one of the greatest runners of all Kip time. Kiplagat. Kiplagat. Is, is, is his first name Kip? Mm, what? I don't know. You're the one well, who's he's trying to friend you. Well, this this was a guy. But so I looked him up, and he. Uh, we've got no friends in common. I've definitely never met this guy. Um, but then it turns out he's done a a 104 half marathon and a 29 14 10k. What? Yeah, which I don't even know what the world record is, but that is that's crazy quick. That's I mean that would beat everyone apart from Mo, wouldn't it, in the UK? Yeah, by a long way, I'd have thought. Yeah, that's not uh, that. Surely can't be right. That can't so be I was, real. So I was trying to think: is is this guy? 
it, does he listen to the podcast? I mean, it'd be doubtful. I mean, he can learn a lot from us, I'd imagine, about running. But then, then I was thinking, is this a four one nine four one nine scam where he's he's trying to get to my profile to, or is it just uh, just one of the greatest runners on earth <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> wants to be mates with me even though we have no friends in common whatsoever um so i don't know what to do whether i should accept it or not because part of me wants to be mates with this guy because i just ask him loads of questions and hopefully he'll give me loads of amazing advice now you know what it's like to be on the other end of the stalking (laughs) yes i do he's you're his danny kendall he's Maybe we're going to go for a run together next Sunday. Maybe, maybe he, he saw you in Sierra Leone and he's hoping you're not going to come back. He wants to check out, make sure you don't come back to uh, and beat him again. But the but he's because I've I've looked at his groups of what he's a member of, so it does it does make sense a little bit because one of the groups he's in is Top Tip Running Group, which is fair enough. Then, um, but the other two groups he's he's a member of. One of them is lure men are the best fuckers. <laughs> so I don't know if that means love makers or just like in the term badass motherfuckers. Actually, I think I should join that group. You ha- you should. That's got your name written all over it. Right. I've just sent a request to that. And then the other one was I was once hurted. I hope you rebuild my heart. Love repair. Which is just a bit sad. It, it's underneath the description is need to love again. Here we help rebuild any per, any people who have lost hope. Ah, oh. wow. Which I, I just don't think as groups go. It doesn't sound like a four one nine scammer kind of. You know, they're very good at that. Oh actually, yeah, they are. Yeah, actually, no, they're not. <laughs> hey, that would be called. It'd be called your your deposit is waiting to leave the bank. My most gracious friend. So. So the question is, should I should I befriend Boaz? And, it, and also, it. when I befriend Boaz, what should be my opening message to him? My kind of best new buddy in the world. We're now friends for life. Answer these questions because I'm. This is what I want to know. So send us the questions we should ask. Yeah, post, Boaz. Them, post them to the Facebook page. If if we decide that I should be friends with him, oh, I've got a feeling they're going to say yes. Who's going to say no to that? I yeah. mean. Actually, you know, I don't think the listener really cares if if I have my three pounds stolen from my bank account, <laughs> and it will make a good story either way. So it'll be worth it. So um, we, I'm going to befriend Boaz. So what should be the opening statement, the opening questions we put to him? That's that's so it's letters at Bad Boy Running or tweet it out there, hashtag Bad Boy Running. Yeah. So this um this uh, this bit of feedback was a, a guy called Ross who uh, who emailed uh, quite quite a long email, quite quite detailed as some um, things that he liked and. Um, some suggestions and one of the things he said and this is the key thing i like the bit about ensuring not coming back from holiday in worse shapes so there's some of the interesting tips he said that they're in there uh, maybe not fitter just not worse than when you went it may be obvious to you and other experienced runners but i found it helpful we officially have had said something helpful <laughs> please this has been written down we are actually <laughs> giving some sort of advice to people in some way so to, to anyone who claims that this has got nothing to do with running and there isn't any advice, we have one element that can be independently verified as advice in the, what, what is it, nine, ten episodes we've done so far. Although maybe before that advice, he was going on holiday and getting fitter. Maybe we've made it worse. Maybe oh, he's yeah. now like, well, if those guys just try and stay on an even keel, so can I bring on the chips. 
he sounds like he's uh, he's he's pretty serious about his running. Um, he made some good suggestions as well. Um, you know, things to uh, and this is what we yeah you know, we actually would like in the Facebook group uh, as to you know things that you want to either you want to listen to our experiences about because we you know for for all our lack of talk about running we have actually done a lot of running. So he's saying things like gadgets, new shoes, shoe socks, wet weather, cold weather gear. That's a good one. People don't really talk yeah. about that. And things about think, the stretching question. Stretching's good, yeah. I think shoes is hard because it's so personal, and I, th- I think it's hard to give advice for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily need to give advice. I think we just we can talk about um, what what you what you love in a pair of shoes because yeah, they're different things. Yeah, because I don't know how many pairs of shoes have you got? Well, right now I'm sat on my bed. I've got a stack of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got ten boxes of shoes I haven't opened yet. <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell the sponsors that. <laughs> I just say, yeah, yeah, send more. <laughs> Literally, well, like I show you, you can see. Yeah, that's not much, man. I've got... I mean, to be fair, to be fair, two of those pairs. <laughs> I think you'll like the story. Do you see those ones there? The black, the black box with the slightly green, yeah. greeny black print on them. So I did this thing called the Nike Grid about three or four years ago. Amazing. In fact, we. It's probably not enough to do a whole show on, but this amazing event Nike did where you had to run between phone boxes and you dialed in at the first one, you dialed out at the second. And that would then score you points in this leaderboard in your postcode, in your area code, your zip code. And um, there, was race, there were races across London, 40 postcodes, I think, where you had to try and be the king of your postcode. So at the end of it, um, I won't go into more details than that, actually, we can, because it's, it could be, quite, could be quite a good one to talk about. But... The people who won their postcodes won these special edition, limited edition trainers really? with your postcode on in special boxes and special colours. It was it was just when they were launching the, the Nike ID studio where you could design your own style. But they made these ones where apparently even the paper that they put the trainers in, the, the tissue paper, was unique to these. But why, so, why would you want your postcode on a pair of shoes? Um, I think it was just a pride thing. Like I've won N five, I've won N seven. It's just on the heel, but just to make it unique and and different. But the fact there were unique trainers, the actual design of them as well, was pretty cool. So uh, this was about four or five years ago now, and I I managed to win three of I think three of the postcodes, and I then thought these could be worth money in the future. They're that limited edition, so I then suggested to everyone that they form this group and they had this party. Um, uh, at the end of it for all the people who'd done well so I said to everyone hey guys how about we all go on a run together with our, with our new trainers and like all show them off to each other so everyone's like yeah that's a brilliant idea that'd be such good fun so I then went to my normal trainers so that everyone else would have worn their trainers and I was and, and would no longer have me <laughs> no longer have mint condition trainers <laughs> so so I've now got these two pairs of trainers that are still completely mint condition, about five years old. I don't know if they're the only ones in existence that are mint, but it's it's more than possible they are. So I've just kept them there, thinking at some point in the future these have got to be worth quite a lot of money. That's an extraordinary length to go to to, <laughs> to create an antique. It is. I feel I feel a bit bad as well. The way everyone was so happy with their trainers, like, oh man, let's go running in the mud. Yeah, let's let's like go down that hill. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've probably revealed more about myself uh, 
than I have in all this podcast why so did, far. My deepness. Why, why? Why did they chuck you off of uh, Hell Week? <laughs> <laughs> Team player. <laughs> More about that later. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so um, we uh, we've got a, a final piece of uh well it's not really a piece of feedback it's a it's a, it's a question isn't it so is this officially in the letters section yeah i think this is our first letter that i've not made yes, up here's a first letter what you've made <laughs> up the previous ones what so th- although i do i do know the person this was sent from but he's, he's called himself martin from leafy london <laughs> it's just i like that i like that nice. so um he said dear bad boy running i've been running for several years but I'm only now experimenting. Is this, is this the right accent, by the way? It is actually. He's he's um. Is he posh? He is quite posh. No, he's he's not. He's southern. <laughs> <laughs> but he 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 speaks well. He I I don't think he is particularly posh. Uh, in fact, I used to play in a darts league with him. So no, that's a no. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he, I I think um our friend our friend would probably put him in in, in the posh group as well. Okay. Um, but he says. Uh, I've been running for several years, but I'm now only experimenting with being a bad boy runner on the basis of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like. I like the fact we're, like we're inspiring Re- people. He's to. referenced it. He's referenced it and also complimented us as well. I like it. <laughs> Good stuff. So he's, he's on side already. So yeah. I was wondering whether you could clarify exactly how bad you are and what your tips were on becoming badder. <laughs> Other than wearing a t-shirt and breathing, which I've nailed already as part of a general running plan. So we need some tips there. And he's, he's, he's continued. Moreover, would you say you were badder than Michael Jackson was? R.I.P. Or about the same. Have you ever worn a single white glove while running? Would it give any running advantages as well as badness? Okay. Okay. Now, I, I, I assume he's referring to Michael, ja- Michael Jackson because of the song bad. So for the sake of the podcast, he's only bad because of the song bad. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Okay. So the question is, are we as bad as my... Actually, I feel, I feel good about that because I, th- I think as bad boy runners, we have to be bad. But to be fair, I'm not going to live up to that other stuff of his badness. You know, I'm going to I'm going to let him have that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other bad stuff that he did, if he did any bad stuff at all, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. And in that video, he was actually Wesley Snipes, wasn't he as well? What? In the bad video, it's Wesley Snipes. I'm pretty sure he's the guy as Michael Jackson being. Oh, no, he's the other bad guy. Wesley Snipes is the guy that Michael Jackson challenges in a bad off. Oh, is he? Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. Know. I can't remember the video. It's he, they're in a parking lot. Yeah, and he's he's walking along, and then um, this gang comes up to him, led by Wesley, pre um, demolition man, pre passenger fifty seven, pre blade. That's what you should have said. Pre blade for the younger listeners. Pre white man can't jump. Best one of all. And uh, he challenges Michael Jackson for how bad he is. Michael Jackson then just busts out the moves. I don't think that that was a particularly accurate representation of inner city violence in gang warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're as choreographed as that in real life. <laughs> to be honest, I think that's where Arrested Development. Have you seen that episode where Tobias goes and challenges some inner city kids by taking a dance troupe and doing some dancing, and they then have the shit beaten out of them? It's brilliant, brilliant. Um, 
So, um... I say we're pretty bad. Okay, so let, let's start season big. Were we badder than Michael Jackson or about the same? I'd say, I don't think we can be badder than Michael Jackson. I think we're about the same. Yeah, I think we're about the same, yeah. And, and he's dead. So and we're still the same. So that shows how bad he was. And he died of a drugs overdose, didn't he? Uh, That's pretty badass. I'm not sure it was a drugs overdose, was it? I think it was just a combination of... No, no, the doctor was responsible, wasn't he? Doctor, the evil doctor. Yeah. It's always the doctor. It is the doctor. Don't go to your doctors, people. They kill you. They kill you. I'm alive and I haven't been to doctor in ages. Proof. Okay. Uh, have you ever worn a single white glove whilst running? Yes. <laughs> For some reason, I think I have. Yeah, I think I have as well. I think uh, I've worn a glove. Just w- one. Would it give you any running advantages as well as badness? Yes. I think it would. Yes. I mean, how, how did it help you? Well, because um, sometimes you, you want to give high fives to uh, locals or shake, <laughs> shake, shake, locals. shake, shake the local village idiots. Uh, and uh, it's a way of uh, preventing germs. You know, that's what posh people do. They wear gloves <laughs> to, to greet the hoi polloi. So if you're, if you're running a marathon, do you then stop? Get your glove out. Give well, them high five. It's quicker than the anti-back, to be honest. It is. It is. Yeah, carrying that around. Oh, oh inner city schools. Let me just put my glove on so I can, I can high five with them and use their vernacular. So does that mean you always run on the same side of the course? You're always on the right-hand side of the road? Yeah. Okay, it's clever. Because there's more food to that side, so. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, I think we've cleared that up for Martin. Hopefully, I mean, well, we, have, we haven't given him any tips on how to be badder. Oh, that's a good point. So I think leopard skin, leopard skin shorts. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Well, do you think he's going to do whatever we say? Yeah, he has to. And he has to send a photo as well. We're telling, we're telling <laughs> him the tips. That's the, that's, that's the basic thing. So eye makeup clearly yeah, is pretty bad. Yeah, that's definitely, that's good. Um, I, I think if, as well. If you've got a heavy chest um, and a hairy back, uh, this is this really only applies to uh, men, or um... it might not. Do you haven't seen some of my exes? <laughs> I've seen loads of your exes. There's, there's <laughs> seen quite there's, a few. More, okay, not them. There's, there's more of them around than there are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you basically have to shave your race number into your. Uh, your <laughs> That's brilliant. What? Wait, do you shave the number out or shave around? You shave the number out. Shave the number out, okay. Yeah. God, it's going to be hard for London when you're like 46,752. Yeah, you've got to grow some, some hair. You've got to, put your, you've got to lie in a, uh, a grow bag for a couple of weeks to, to, to get that sort of growth. But, you know, it's doable. I'm going to try and do that. Well, no, I'll never be able to do that. I've got about six hairs. Could you do that? No, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't have that, that, that amount of hair. I think as well. So, so, so he's got to do that. And in fact, I've met Martin. I've not. I don't think I've seen him topless. I might have done. I think he's going to struggle. Really so he's going to he's going to have to stick hairs on. Oh, I see. Okay. Um... But I, I think when people line up at the start of a race, he should walk in front over the mats, turn round, and do and the then, hacker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then do the hacker. That would be pretty bad. That would be bad. And keep doing the hacker. The whole <laughs> when way they say go, and then run past him. <laughs> yeah, right. Mission on, mission on. So that's that's a couple of ways of being bad. Um, now talking uh, emissions, oh, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the other thing. Whenever you get to an aid station, you you have to make at least ten bizarre requests for different drinks. <laughs> so you have to ask them. Have you got any fish and chips? Uh, have you got any uh, well no I mean food or drink whatever food you know just, yeah. just weird 10 weird 
requests yeah so that people are you know piling up behind you because the whole point about being bad is that you don't care about your time you don't care about anyone else's time (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you'll even run against the (laughs) against the tide to go back to an aid station because (laughs) you 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 know you saw a pretty girl on there that you want to talk to yeah that's it so it's about it's about running running to your own pace or even in your own direction now um, i i was going to bring up one more one more thing but i think it's been such a long podcast We'll save it for the next one. Oh look! Oh look! That sort of that sort of anticipation. Yeah, we've got a challenge. Another challenge for Jody. What? This is possibly the greatest challenge we've ever had, and we actually need your help with this. I can't say much more than that. Um, I'm doubtful he's going to succeed, but that's the joy of it. It's, um, in fact, it could be a challenge for all of our listeners. But send in your challenges for for, for Jody and for myself. We will take them on. Believe me. As long as it's not going to financially or legally cripple us, we'll do it. We're game. Yeah, I'm up for I'm up for some running challenges. Yeah, know, doing stuff. And uh, I've had I've had some great ideas what we can do with that pizza. Oh, God, I haven't eaten. I'm so hungry. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so you've you've got an idea now of the type of feedback that our listeners send in. It doesn't have to be intelligent. It doesn't have to even be complimentary. Just send in any old garbage. Get tweeting to Richard Marks. Get tweeting to Howard Marks. Get tweeting to Groucho Marks. Get tweeting to Groucho Marks. And we also need someone to help us on the poker. Any more ideas, send them in. And um, do we know what we're talking about next week? We're talking about beer, wine and running. Beer, wine and running. Ah, oh, wonderful. After Madoc. It's, uh, it's our favourite subject. Yeah, so I'm running the Medoc Marathon next weekend with 230 people. It's going to be messy. So we'll see you then. See you later.